Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated, and this is your World Weather Update here for Friday, uh, the 10th day of November. I'm just going to start off with a quick update on the upper air wind flow pattern in South America. It really hasn't changed much. We still have that same uh, persistent high pressure center over the heart of Brazil's crop areas from Mato Grosso to Seoul, uh, extending into Minas Gerais periodically. Uh, this high pressure system doesn't show much sign of disappearing until we do get out beyond day 10. Uh, so it will continue to have a significant uh, influence on weather across northern Brazil and central Brazil uh, throughout this next 10 day period. In the second week of the outlook, we do expect this ridge to break down a little bit. Uh, yesterday, we talked about a trough of low pressure uh, coming in from uh, Argentina, moving through southern and some central crop areas in Brazil. Well, the trough of low pressure is weaker today, and so the rain intensity is a little bit reduced as we get out in days 11 through 15. Uh, but uh, we still uh, keep that high pressure system around in a very weak manner. You can kind of still see it here in this particular area. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and finish out the model run with still some higher pressure over some of these crop areas. So when we take a look at the rainfall that's advertised to occur in days 11 through 15, you're going to notice a trend of increasing precipitation that is probably overdone. Uh, as we move forward through this first week and 10 days, you'll see that there's not much precipitation advertised. This is coming from the GF, GEFS, which is the ensemble for the GFS. When we get out to days 11 through 15, which begins right here, uh, we do start seeing an increase in shower activity. And uh, that is fine. I have no problem with increasing some of the shower activity, but we definitely don't want to interpret this as being the start of normal weather. Uh, because I think the rain amounts will still be below average, and we're still going to be struggling to get a, uh, a replenishment of moisture into the soil. We will see relief uh, without much question in my mind, but the precipitation is probably going to be erratic and lighter than normal, and we're still going to have temperatures above normal uh, during this particular period of time. And the combination will result in a drying tendency, even though we will still have an opportunity for a little bit of shower activity in various locations from one day to the next that would stimulate temporary improvement. I hope I haven't confused you there a little bit. The bottom line is, though, we still do not see a normal monsoon flow pattern evolving through day 10. I, I guess I should also, before we go on to this, let me uh, uh, show you the, uh, the temperatures that occurred yesterday across uh, portions of uh, Brazil, uh, start off up here uh, in the northern areas and see Mato Grosso, so temperatures that are mostly in the, uh, pretty solidly in the 30s Celsius, but so was all the other crop areas uh, in the country. Uh, there are only a few upper 20s being reported. And of course, 30s is basically uh, mid 80s into uh, to 100 degrees and perhaps even a little bit hotter. I did want to point out that we are flirting with 100 degrees in Monte Grosso de Sol. There's one temperature right here in north central Monte Grosso de Sol that got to 40 yesterday or 104 degrees. We're also seeing some temperatures in the same realm. Uh, there are heat warnings in effect and low relative humidity warnings across a big part 
of central Brazil uh, for uh, today, and this is just the very beginning, uh, that high pressure system is going to stick around and we're going to see this heat and the dryness becoming much more persistent. So we'll see temperatures of 40 to 43 Celsius or 100 to 110 or 100, uh, 104 to 110 degrees uh, occurring as we go through the week next week. We're not going to see that kind of heat over the weekend, but we will see some temperatures to 102 to 104, 105 in a few spots. But I just kind of wanted to point out the fact that it, we aren't that far away from that kind of heat right now. And we're just into the dry weather by a couple of days uh, since the rain stopped earlier in the week. So with that said, let's move back and take a look at what happened yesterday. Uh, for the majority of uh, Brazil was dry. We did see a little bit of rain, though, occur across uh, some of the southwestern production areas. And you can see here, uh, most of the precipitation was pretty light and not a big deal. And uh, temperatures were warm. We've already looked at that. So we'll move on and take a look at the Vegetative Health Index. Now, this was from the 4th of November. And I just kind of wanted to point out uh, the uh, the basic differences or similarities that the case may be to that of a year ago. Uh, this is not dated right. That should the, the image on the uh, right should be uh, November fourth of twenty twenty two. So it's one year ago. Um, in fact, I'm going to go ahead and uh, end that now, so that when you are uh, looking at this later, um, you will know that that's what it should have been. So we'll just do that real quick. All right, so with that said, uh, I do want to point out the fact that the northeast part of Brazil uh, was quite a bit wetter than it is now, and that is where the, the crux of the problem is at the moment. The most significant problems with dryness is in that area. Uh, but we also have issues, as you know, uh, going on in center west crop areas. Now, relative to a year ago, uh, we are only a little bit worse off. You can certainly see that parts of Monte Grosso last year uh, the, some of the greenness that's on the chart was certainly more expansive than it is now. So there is a greater amount of problem out there. Also, Western Goyas uh, is uh, about like it was last year. Uh, last year was actually a little bit drier in some areas in Goyas. Anyway, I just wanted to point out this so that we don't get too caught up on thinking that conditions have just been horrific relative to last year in center west. The reality is that it, they are worse than last year, but probably not in a dramatic way. Now, what's going to happen is that we're going to see a big change, a big deviation from last year as we move forward through this next 10-day period because of the heat and the dryness. And uh, it will really become uh, much more obvious that there are some issues with the uh, crop conditions in those center west areas. All right, uh, moving on to Argentina, a little bit of rain occurred yesterday in some of the west central, I'm sorry, east central parts of the country. Uh, it was all pretty light, didn't have a big impact on anybody important. And uh, we saw temperatures running mostly in a seasonal range. And again, on the Argentina uh, health index, thought it would be kind of interesting to look at uh, how much better we are this year versus last year. Uh, certainly last year, the, the drought was pretty chronic. Uh, we still have obvious uh, problems out there. Uh, the northern parts of Argentina has certainly not seen uh, any relief. Uh, and uh, the amount of relief that has occurred in central Santiago is, is uh, a little bit notable. Uh, but northern Cordoba is probably as dry as it was last year still. And uh, there's definite need for moisture up that way. But farther south, everybody's doing a lot better. 
there are still some issues in northwestern Buenos Aires, but they have had rain recently, and there's a lag. This is all from November 4th, so we've already had a couple of good rain events in that area, so my guess is this uh, stressful-looking area in northwestern BA is, is likely uh, disappearing if it hasn't already, and we probably have a much better-looking uh, index uh, value today. All right, in Brazil, the forecast, uh, we've already talked about it pretty much, so I'm not going to dwell on that, but I do want to point out the heavy rain that's coming up in southern Brazil. This hasn't changed from yesterday. Still looking at some impressive amounts. We'll probably see three to eight inches by this time next week uh, with some local totals upwards to 10 inches from southern Paraguay and into Santa Catarina and northern Rio Grande to Sul. At northeastern parts of Argentina, we'll see two to six inch uh, rain totals that may reach down into some east central areas in Entre Rios as well. And then farther to the west uh, in the rest of Argentina's crop country, we'll probably see uh, an erratic rainfall distribution. Some areas are going to do better than others, and we're still going to have need for more moisture, especially in the west, central, and northwest. But it, it's still going to be a favorable mix, though, and a good environment for getting field work accomplished and for some crop improvement. And certainly the rain uh, in southern Buenos Aires will be good for reproducing and filling uh, winter wheat down that way. Temperatures are going to be hot. We've already talked about that in Brazil, so I'm not going to dwell on it. Uh, we've hit it pretty good. And I think we'll see uh, the heat continuing in the latter part of the second week uh, but because we do expect to see at least a little bit of shower activity, even though it's not going to be normal. We'll take the edge of the heat down by a couple of notches during that time period. In the U.S., a, a new weather system uh, bringing more moisture into portions of the Texas Blacklands and Coastal Bend, at least the upper coast. And uh, that was certainly welcome. This is the first of a, a rather prolonged period of rain that's coming up uh, for the Texas coastal bend in Louisiana. And we'll likely see some impressive rains occurring in some of those areas. Uh, the uh, uh, Probably the majority of this region on into southern Alabama will end up with probably three to eight inches of rain uh, from uh, this weekend uh, through Tuesday of next week, uh, maybe a little bit lingering on Wednesday. And there may be some spots in southeastern Louisiana into southern Alabama that could see more than eight inches of rain. Uh, we will likely, obviously, we're going to be replenishing moisture in the soil for use for cotton and uh, corn and sorghum planting next uh, March uh, for Texas. And uh, But we are still harvesting sugarcane in southern Louisiana, so that's not going to go over real well there. Uh, the moisture in peanut country in the southeastern part of the country will certainly be helpful. They've been on hold in some fields because it's been too dry to lift those uh, nuts out of the ground without losing some of them. Temperatures yesterday were warm in the southeast, but we did push cooler air down into a fair amount of the central U.S. We are still progressing on that cooling. The forecast for the Midwest and the Plains hasn't changed greatly. Most of the showers you see in hard rain when a wheat country occurs uh, in days, uh, I think it's seven to eight, actually after seven to eight, so probably late in the second weekend of the two-week outlook. Uh, this precipitation will be brief and light. I think it will be reduced in future model runs. What's going to happen is we're getting a storm system coming into California. We'll produce some rain out here. 
And traditionally, when these storms move over the Rocky Mountains in a straight uh, west to east manner, what ends up happening is we dry those out. So what will end up taking place is we'll remove the rain from Colorado and western Kansas and then increase it farther to the east so that the Midwest and the lower Missouri River Valley will see the see some rain. All that will take place as we move forward through the end of next week into the second weekend of the two-week outlook. So the bottom line is don't count on good rain coming into Hargrave when our wheat areas. West Texas this will also be left largely dry. You can see the heavier rains I just mentioned about uh, for parts of the uh, coastal region there. There is a low pressure system that's going to form off the coast. Uh, it is not expected to become a tropical or subtropical system, but we'll watch it closely. Uh, I think it's going to be too close to the coast anyway. And uh, so most likely it's just going to produce some heavy rain in those coastal areas, as we already talked about. There is another disturbance. It's not on this chart, and it's down here uh, in the um, Caribbean Sea. And that may end up developing into something at some point. We'll keep an eye on it. I, I I don't have much confidence in saying too much about that at this point. Temperatures will be warm bias in the northern plains and maybe as part of the southeastern U.S. A little cooler in Texas because of all the cloud cover and rain. Uh, six to 10 days, uh, just gets balmy warm. That's because we build a big ridge of high pressure over the middle of the country. That ridge moves eastward. Uh, so as it progresses from west to east, we uh, will send the wave of warmer air in that same manner. Uh, nobody will be in the heat for more than uh, well, maybe a few days at a time. And we finish out the uh, second week of the outlook with a slightly warmer bias in the east, a little bit of a cooling tendency out in the west. That might become a little bit more expansive into the western United States, but I'm not ready to jump on that yet. Uh, in Australia, some beneficial rain occurred in northeastern crop areas of New South Wales yesterday. Uh, otherwise, it was a dry day and warm temperatures for most of the country. The forecast hasn't changed much from earlier this week. Still looking at additional showers coming around. Very erratic rains. Some areas will benefit. Some areas will not. Uh, the dryland crops in eastern Australia still need a good drink of water. In Europe, uh, the eastern part of the continent was dry biased. Yesterday, we did see more rain occur in the uh, west without uh, bringing much moisture to the Iberian Peninsula. Uh, we will see a lot more precipitation coming up as time moves forward, uh, but it is uh, it does come in waves, so it's not like it's going to occur all at once. I don't think flooding is going to be a real serious issue, but there will be areas of standing water in those regions that have had uh, too much moisture already. We do not expect to see eastern Spain or North Africa get much moisture. Those areas are still dry biased. And if you recall from what I showed you uh, yesterday, uh, Morocco did really well in October and their moisture profile, even though it's very low, they may have planted already some crop there, but Algeria and Tunisia have not had much opportunity for that. Temperatures in Europe will be warm biased all the way through the two-week period, not quite as anomalously warm as it has been. Uh, in the CIS, precipitation yesterday was pretty minimal for the most part, nothing really to get too excited about. The main thing is the fact that it's still warm enough for wheat to establish in those wetter areas of the south. That's an important need, and uh, we're going to continue to see that to be the case. Uh, it's pretty dry in Turkey, by the way, and some of the neighboring areas there in the southern parts of the Black Sea region. So uh, getting rain in that area is going to be important to some point in the near future. We're going to get some rain of significance in western Turkey and a little bit of shower activity in the eastern part, but we're going to still need a lot of uh, wheat country there to get better moisture. 
Temperatures in Asia will continue to be warm, biased, with the exception of China, which will be turning warmer next week. This weekend will still be cold in China, though, and we'll expect everybody else to see mostly a near to above normal temperature regime as we finish out the second week of the outlook. Uh, China yesterday, we saw some rain in the Yangtze River Basin. We saw some snow linger in the northeast, uh, but pretty typical weather for this time of the year. It's a little colder than it should be in the northeast, but I don't think there's any big issues from that. There is a lot of snow on the ground. The forecast perpetuates the same pattern with the Yangtze River Basin and points southward, getting most of the precipitation. The GFS wants to bring yet another snow opportunity into the northeast. I am not convinced that that's going to occur with the quantity of moisture that's being suggested there. Most of the wheat areas in the north are in pretty good, good shape. Uh, it's still warm enough for wheat development, especially in the southern part of that region. And the recent moisture was really helpful for the crops there. And in India, we're about done with the rain in the south, but you can see the amount of moisture that has occurred so far this month in some of those areas, uh, pushing up to eight inches or so and a lot of disruption to farming activity. So drier weather will start after tomorrow. You will likely see it prevail for a good full week, if not 10 days. So a much better in, environment for field work to evolve over time for southern India. And you can see the, the, uh, the moisture there. There's going to be some kind of a tropical system forming in the Bay of Bengal. Uh, this GFS model you're looking at uh, takes it up into southeastern Bangladesh and and on up into the neighboring areas there. Uh, the European model, though, takes it a lot closer to the India coast. And actually, I think one of the runs recently actually put it inland over Odisha. Uh, I think it's too early uh, to get too excited about this. This will take place in the middle to latter part of next week. South Africa was dry yesterday. We're still quite dry in the northwestern half of the production region. Uh, so most of those areas still need a good drink of water. You can see the rain that occurred earlier this past week. And uh, the forecast will favor eastern parts of the region. I don't think there's going to be much rain in the west, even though you see it on the forecast chart here. Southeast Asia, nothing new. We're still drier than normal in the southern half of the uh, of Indonesia, but you'll notice here, if you look real closely and compare to previous uh, presentations, we do have improved soil moisture in quite a few areas here from western Java and southern Sumatra into Sulawesi. So the recent showers and thunderstorms have brought some relief to those areas. Uh, the precipitation is going to continue to be below normal, though, in those areas. And that's a quick snapshot of where the Hurricane Center is looking for that tropical system that may be developed as we go into next week. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.